Welcome back. It is 22 past 10 on this glorious day, 21 degrees. Mick Collis is a big part of Sporting Goss. He was here at Optus, so was I, watching the Wallabies take on the All Blacks. He was commentating on the game. And, well, Mick, it was as flat as a proverbial Carter's hat. <laughs> it was shh. Well, it's very hard to get enthusiastic. Yeah, it was a nice day, though, Goss, wasn't oh, it? <laughs> great crowd. I love the Harker. Good crowd, yeah. 55,000, yeah. well-behaved. Yeah, no, Good mix. Good. Kiwis good. are up and about. Because I got here about two hours early, and, and out here it was, was packed. Party two, time, Two hours yeah. before. And, yeah. and when I got in, like all the bars, everyone just flocked in. And it looked a great atmosphere. It was, yeah, a, great. It was a, You didn't need to be a rugby fan to enjoy no, it because it was, it was an event. And, yeah, uh, totally agree with that. And the Harker, and I spoke to um, Matty Hodgson pre-game. I did a couple of events here. Matty Hodgson and Jeremy Thrush, we talked about doing the Harker and being on the other end of the Harker and what's that like. And to actually see it, um, I think we just love it. I think as Australians, oh, we love it. And you can yeah. hear the silence in the crowd. Yeah, it, and you can hear the slapping of the, <laughs> the – I mean, it's hardcore, isn't it? Yeah, it's a great bit of theatre oh, for the game. Love and, it. And people, people just enjoy – watching that part of it. And again, you don't need to be a rugby fan mm. to enjoy watching them do the harker. And as mm. you said, you can hear, and like it's just pin drop silent, oh. which in a sporting crowd yeah. is, is unbelievable. There's no disrespect to it. None at all. And you could hear the slapping. Or We spoke to a guy called Andrew Mertens, who was a, a number 10, played 70-odd test for the uh, All Blacks. And he said he, he never used to like it because it used to hurt him when he'd slap his legs. <laughs> Jeremy Thrush, who played 11 times for the All Blacks, now plays for the Fours, Big Thrushy. He said to me yesterday, I said, how did you go? And he goes, well, you know, six foot seven white guy. I just stand at the back and try and just make sure my left arm went and the left arm went. And I said, and you sort of watch all the, you watch the guys in front of you. You just, you know what they're going to do next. He said, you're brought up on it, but when you actually have to do it, yeah. you have to deliver it properly. You've yeah, got to be absolutely. in tune as well. Yeah, and it's great. You look at some of the old vision sort of, because it's only really been that that tight performance over the last, say 20 years mm. and you go back before then and it's it's woeful like there's just these blokes no one's got any idea what they're doing just they said the white guys looking at each other just putting their arms up in the air but but once they decided they're going to do it and now like, yeah. you know, obviously they rehearse it and it's um and it's great and, and they always say that from the the opposition they always try to pick out the the skittiest weakest yeah. and andrew merton said he was the one that always yeah. everyone, everyone used to look at him and now they do and it's funny the way they've um yes they've faced it in different times yes. like the the French at the World Cup, they did a V and walked right up to them. There was one year where John Eels decided that they would just ignore it because they thought that was such an advantage for the All Blacks. So Eels said he was going to take his team away and they were just going to keep warming up. And the All Blacks put about 50 points on them after that. So they thought that's not the right way to do it. <laughs> and on the weekend, it was interesting, they did what they're now calling the boomerang. Mm. So it's not a it's not a V. It's got little curled ends yeah, on the V. So it. it's like an Indigenous kind of response to it. So okay. It was um, it was great. And they've done away with the throat cutting and the and the and the charging at them at the end. They've yeah, so they so they've got two. The one they did yesterday was the was kamate, which is the traditional one, and then they've got the other one, which is the the sort of the throat slitting one, mm. which is uh, which is a, a slightly more aggressive one, I suppose. Yeah, so, um, as ever. Yeah, so they went to the traditional one yesterday, and uh, and look, I I and look, the crowd love it. Uh, the crowd if, love it. If anyone was uh, here yesterday, thirteen twelve fifty five or zero four eight seven seven three six seven three six, just for the Harker, I recorded it and sent it out on socials. I just uh, I love it, and that as you said, that pin drop, that pin drop, and you can hear just the echo go around. It's a beautiful stadium for acoustics mm. from the ground um, up around and just swirled around. I really loved it, and that's when the uh, highlights for the day yeah. um, dissipated. <laughs> Very quickly, <laughs> they were. Fl- I'll be serious. I'll go back to my initial comment. They were flat. Yeah. I can't believe they've been here for three weeks, pumped up for it. Yeah. 
got something to play for, don't want to get beaten 3-0, and we're 18-0 down at a half time, and I'm going, what? Is that the best we've got? Yeah, like we mentioned yesterday in the call, I, I think, not not individually, but I think as a group, I think they're a bit mentally soft. And they scored, like, and we talked about, you know, momentum shifts in a game. So they, the Wallabies scored early, sort of three minutes in, but it was disallowed. And then... Um, they crossed twice, didn't And they? then you had another try disallowed, and... And that kind of took the wind out. And they're saying if those scores had have counted, that would have been a complete change. But the only thing that would have changed is the scoreboard. So so in terms of what they've got to do physically and mentally, that, that shouldn't change. But people are saying, oh, because they didn't get that, that's kind of what. But I think, well, that that shouldn't make a difference. So mm. I just think they're, they're, they're a bit mentally soft. And it looked like their heads heads dropped a few times and, and a couple of missed tackles. And, and you just think that, yeah, like they were flat. And I, I, I think a lot of it was mental yesterday. I don't, I don't know... What you've got to do to when you've on the, been on the hiding of the, they've been on over the last couple of weeks, and you've got a bit of time for redemption in in front of a crowd here and with a, on a nice day, and they can't lift for that. I there's some problems going on. Fifty five thousand people too, mate. Yeah, yeah. On a glorious day, I know. World sports looking at you. Yeah, the rugby community is looking at you. I even started that the number ten when you had a shot for goal. I know what's going on there. Basically in front and and cooked it. Is so, he a kicker normally? Yeah. Yeah. Who was that? No, Noah Lolosio is his name. Okay, well, he's... and probably and I don't think he's up to it. He's um he's a young guy, and but we've got you know the only other options we've got you've got Quade Cooper who's thirty three, and hasn't been in Test rugby for four years, and, and James. Why O'Connor. are we like this? What's happened? We just haven't. We've we've pinned our hopes on too many young guys and ignored the rest, and so other guys they go overseas. Um, I just think the development of the game is is no good in Australia. We've, we've kind of ignored that grassroots, and, and there's some good players running in club level. But if you're not, and these stupid academies that they've got, if you're not in this academy system as a, you know, 16, 17 year old, you get ignored. And everyone develops at different times. So you've got guys that are playing club rugby that might be, you know, 22, 23, been around for a while, but because they haven't been through this system, they just parachute these young guys from the, you know, the under 20s or the under 19 national teams in into the system, and, and they ignore the guys that have got that little bit of grunt and that bit of experience and that hardness that these young guys don't get. Because, you know, they, they've got a squad of 40 players out here, so 23 can play each day. So you've got 17 guys, professional rugby players, not playing rugby. They haven't played since Super Rugby. So it's just the system's broken. I know I'm an outsider looking in. Mick Collis is in the studio. We're talking about the Wallabies. We've got to get news away at 10.30, but we are going to come back and chat more about this. Um. I know names and names and names from an outsider looking in. I knew James Slipper. Mm-hmm. Uh, I knew Karevi, 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 yep. And I know Hooper. Yep. The other blokes could stand up in my porridge tomorrow yep. and I wouldn't, wouldn't know, know who they were. Yeah. But that's not what the Wallabies were to me. I no. remember watching the Wallabies and I knew nearly everyone. There might be the odd one coming, oh, I haven't heard of him. Where has he come from? But I knew 12 or 14 and I'm not even a rugby head. Mm. Do rugby people know who these cats are? No. Nope. And and James Slipper's played over a hundred Test matches, so you'd hope you know him. Yep. Hooper's played over a hundred Test yep. matches, you'd hope you'd know him. Yep. And Karevi, um, he's been around, he's been in Japan, and he went and played at the Olympics in the sevens as a comeback. But you you you're dead right. Like I could name the back line, and I wasn't a back. Mm. I could blame the back line from the nineteen ninety one World mm. Cup. I could name the back line from the ninety nine World Cup. But there's there's so much chopping and changing that you're right, that stability that we used to have in Australian rugby that people could identify with these players. Like I'm a fan and I can see – I saw some of the guys walking around and I didn't know who they were. No. Didn't know who they were. No. 
More on that in a moment. If you came to the rugby yesterday, what was your highlight for you? 0487 736 736 or 131255. And if you're a Kiwi and you're an All Black fan, New Zealand fan, let us know what you thought of yesterday. We'll get a breakaway. We've got news. It is coming up half past 10. Well, you're taught to do exactly what he's done there. Bring his knee up, but it's the kick out here that they'd be having a look at. Not particularly necessary, but could be also deemed accidental. I'll have a close look at this. Yeah, look, for mine, it's 100% accidental. It's still dangerous contact to the head. He's up there. He gets the drives and knee up. And it is that kick out in front. Oh, well, I was going to say, I think it's going to lead to a yellow. And justifiably, but wow. But there's a big but through the rugby championship. We can have a replacement after 20 minutes. Andrew Mertens, I can see he's simmering away here on my right. You can park it. We won't see Geordie Barrett again, the opening try scorer, Drew. But we will have a replacement after 20. So that was Geordie Barrett getting a red card. But a red card in the, is a red card, then there's a red card, which is a red card. So they've, they've just changed. It's a new thing they've brought in this year. And for, I think they've brought in for Super Rugby now for this rugby championship. That normally in rugby, if you got a red card, you were gone for the game. Yep. Couldn't be replaced. Yep. So you basically had to play a man down, which is what we saw with the All Blacks here last, or in 2019 yep. when Scott Barrett got sent off. What they've done now, if you get the red card, you're off for 20 minutes. You can't come back on, but you can be replaced. So there's only you, so the team's so he's only done. Down. He, as soon as he got his, he's down. He's so gone. You play a player short for the twenty minutes. Yep. But he has to. He doesn't he's come gone. back on. Yep. He can't come back on. I, and I noticed when he went off, he sat on the sidelines. I would have imagined you get a red card, you go straight down into the dugout. I, I sit down and watch. You. Is that right? Yeah. Anyway, um, and did you think it was warranted? No. No, me neither. But, but the, rule, look, the, the rule is... It looked a lot worse than I think. There was no intention there. No, no intention at all. But the rule is it's if, if there's contact with the head, yeah. it's a red card. Yeah, okay. And that was, it's black and white. He was very rule. apologetic, wasn't he? Straight yeah, away. He, no, went down and he went, oh, no, sorry, there mate. There's no intent whatsoever. Yeah. But that's that's the rule and everyone just accepted it. Okay. Mick Collis is here having, uh, we've just come out of our news break. And we are into our McCafe coffee. Don't forget, try the new blend. It's coffee fit for an Aussie. Alrighty, so now they up stumps and they go to Brisbane because they all hub down for the rugby champion, the Toro Championship, which is that was our first home game for that championship as well as the Bledisloe Cup. Yep. Uh, who go? Who is over there? In who's going to be over there in Queensland? So the the four teams are Australia, New Zealand, Argentina, and South Africa. And we're not going to beat any of those, are we? No chance. Well, we've got our, our next. So the All Blacks, surprisingly, are only the number two ranked team in the world. Who's number one? South Africa. So okay. now we go to South. We've just been beaten three times convincingly yep. by the number two team in the world. Now, because our confidence is so high, we're going to go and play the number one <laughs> team in the world. So we've got two tests against South Africa, okay. which is I don't think is going to be pretty. No. And then we've got Argentina thrown to the mix. So Argentina's one rank below us. But I think by the time we get to Argentina, we're going to be so mentally destroyed mm. that I'd, I think we might maybe get one of those games out of the two. Who is to blame? Who is to blame on the back of what you said prior to the news about the lack of development, the players that we don't know, who gets parachuted in, their confidence being shot. They were woeful yesterday. There was all the reasons to play well yesterday. You're going to tell me they probably won't beat Argentina. Who is to blame? I think it's been the administration of the game for a long time. Has They've, they've just put too much – like, you know, you, you think about your triangle with your wide base and your pointy top. So you've got to have that good base to get to the pointy top. Australian rugby spun it around and they put – all of their money into the pointy end and they've neglected everything else. So it's it's only been a matter of time where just the, the base is just crumbling and they're just desperately trying to salvage this pointy end. So, and, and you know, we talk about... Is this an administration that is no longer there? Uh, some, it's, it's almost clear. 
it's almost clear mm. of some of the people that have been there. So, so the people who decided, I don't want to dig up old words, but the people who decided the force shouldn't be around. Yeah, they've, they've gone. Um, uh, a whole range of other foot issues inside the, inside the sport. Uh, Raylene Castle, was she one? Yep, so she, well, she's gone. Um, she good for the sport? I, th- I think she was hard done by. So she, she took over from Bill Pulver, who was here when the force yep. went. So Raylene inherited a basket case. Yep. And I think she was hardly done by because what she was given was just a, a complete mess. Yep. So I, okay. I think given her a bit of time. What's she doing now, do we know? I think she's the head of sport in New Zealand. She's gone back to New Zealand. So she's got a, a good gig over there. But just, I mean, yeah, look, so there's the development. And sport's and, flying in New Zealand. Well, rugby is. Well, cricket's good. Oh, cricket's Yeah, it is. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. They did well at the Olympics, considering you're only a little minnow. It's just us. It's just us. And because and we've got. stinking the jewelry. And rugby in New Zealand, they've got. They've got your test rugby, your super rugby, and then they've got the ITM Cup, which is their the third tier. Yep. And and we don't have a third tier over here. No. So you've got guys play test matches or super rugby, but super rugby ended, I don't know what, eight weeks ago or more. Mm. And so these guys, they're not playing rugby. They've got they've got nothing to do. Some and, of them, and we're some playing, playing some Samoan league or some Pacific Islander so, league. So so next year, super rugby has gone from a ten team comp to a twelve team. So five Australian teams, five New Zealand teams. Uh, Pacifica team and a Fijian team. But aren't we playing in some other comp before that? The Force? No, that that's that's the comp. This Super Rugby Pacifica is. Oh, now. okay. So it's all it's un, and and When does and that start? Not till February. That won't start till February. So and what are they doing in the meantime, these cats? Nothing. I drive past them all the time, and they're out there training these blokes. And what are they training for, Mick? That's what we need to have this this third tier where these guys are still playing this, rugby. This is. But they're not, and they're all on good coin. Of course they are. And they're not. They're just not playing rugby. They've got no rugby to play. So it's just it's just a disaster, and that's why these guys, a lot of them, well, I mean, you're on a holiday for for the thing, but when you get called in, you haven't played again. You're not match fixed. You haven't played for three months, and then they throw you into a test match against the number one country in the world. What do you think's going to happen? And that even wasn't New Zealand's best team, was it? No. So they left three of their best behind in Aaron Smith, Namawanga, and uh, Sam Whitelock. So that's three gone. Twenty minutes in the first half, they lost Artie Sevilla, the captain, yeah. and Cody Taylor. Is that number two? The, the world's best hooker, number two. He was he he was. Off his feet, staggering around, he came off. He came to the end. I watched him. Yep. He came to the side. He then went on. He tripped over as he was running back out to play again. He was in Gaga land for about ten minutes. Yeah. So he came off, and the wow. captain came off, and then Geordie Barrett came off. So basically, six half of their best team was unavailable for sixty minutes of that game. Did TJ Pereira? Perinara. Perinara. Yep. Sorry. Was he the bloke? He played here against the force in a game that I was the MC for yeah, about yep. two so, months ago. Yep, would have been yeah. So Man, for whatever, whatever turned out, Bay whatever, of Plenty. Uh, was it Bay of Plenty? Plenty? I'm not sure if he would have been part of that, but he's he's been he's played 70, 72 tests and he's coming off the bench a seventy two test Jeez. veteran and he's probably their third string because you Aaron Smith was away and then you've got Brad Weber who started and then and Perinara. so they've just got this embarrassment of riches mm. that we just we don't have the depth and if we lose one guy well then we think oh what do we do now. So it's a, it's a, it's just a mess, and it, I, I don't know how, you know, we've got. The, it's sad, isn't it? Because it we love sad. our Wallabies, and they used to be, they used to be Australia's favourite. Yeah. Winter team. Yeah. National winter 100% team. Hundred percent. And I've got mates like you who are, who are WA born and bred that love the Wallabies, yep. and now like you couldn't name it. I think our our probably favourite winter team is the Matildas. So we've got a women's soccer team. Correct. Is now more popular than the 100% Wallabies. Hundred percent, they are. Hundred percent, they are. And you know, how did that happen? I mean, yeah. what did that happen? Yeah, exactly. But because, and because. Ninety percent of those players in our Matildas don't even play in a domestic competition. Yeah, correct. And in a domestic competition, no one watches. Correct. At least we get crowds. I mean, we get bigger crowds at our uh, Super Rugby games yep. than they do 
in in South Africa. Oh, and, and, and on the East Coast and, as well. You know what I mean? So oh, I, I'm staggered by all of this, and, and I'm and I'm saddened because I do think the Wallabies are a part of our f- sporting fabric. Um, and you know, I know we go back in the old days, but we go back to to Campisi and Liner and and John Eels and and um, George Gregg and yeah. stuff. I mean, my, I stand corrected on this. But my mail is that George Gregan doesn't talk about the Wallabies because he doesn't know who he doesn't know much about them as much as he used to, because they because for whatever you've said to me is that turnover is so great that he's, he he can't get a handle on what's going on. Wouldn't surprise me, yeah. So his so his attitude is well, I don't want to comment on these because I don't know enough about them. Yeah, and it's a shame you got someone like him who was Australia's most capped Test captain. Yeah, not interested in the game. Incredible. And you know you got the all and, and the problem we've got is a lot of guys from Australia. There's about a hundred rugby players from Australia playing overseas at the moment because they're chasing the coin and and it's getting like the soccer here. It's like the IPL. It's like the IPL where they're prioritising making money over there rather than coming back and playing, you know, domestic competition and all. Yeah, and so the New Zealand Zealand Super Rugby players are on, their their money that they get for playing Super Rugby New Zealand is is comparable to what the Australians get Mm. and there are very few Kiwis playing overseas because they all – play in New Zealand. They want to play for the All Blacks. Whereas for us, we've got this broken system where we ignore these guys that are good players. So they go overseas when, and they become very good over there because we've ignored them here. And then and then you've got more that want to go. So we're thinking, oh, we've got to pick players from overseas for the Wallabies. So if that door opens, all these other guys are going to go and chase coin and we'll just it'll be like the soccer where you just pull them back for test matches. But then that's going to really disenfranchise people for Super Rugby because our teams are bad now. If we lose more players... That competition will just go to custard, and we'll, we we—I think we won three out of twenty-five last year. We're not, it'll be zero from twenty-five. Well, we've officially killed off rugby union here, <laughs> and I'm glad Mick came in, and I didn't have to do oh, it. Well, I got... positive. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, there are some green shoots, but they need a lot of watering. Yeah. <laughs> hey, thanks for coming in. No, my pleasure, guys. Oh, I love it when Mick comes in, and we will uh, we'll have you again. Shortly. I'm all upset now. You know, go, <laughs> yeah, I know. Go, How's I'm, the book? I'm all depressed. That's good. So I got a copy. Australia's toughest sports people got yeah. got one of those on Father's Day, which was good. <laughs> Did they sign? Got, get it signed? Uh, they didn't sign. I had to go and get it myself. I had a, there was one sitting around. So I said, oh, "Is this for me, boys?" I said, "Oh, you can have that." I gave one to my old man. So it's uh, so there's two. But no, it's going all right. Publishers rang and they said they're happy with the sales. So it's. Um, yeah, it's good. was it's, it good for Father's Day? Do they, can I, I, they can they see whether there's a spike or they can get? Some yeah, they said it had, it had built it had been pretty. So there's a book by Magic Dawes got a book out at the moment and it's outsold his. So I thought, oh, that's pretty good. Oh, so, so hello! They, so they were happy. A with that. Drive by on yeah, the way yeah, through. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so that was good. But yeah, they they're happy with it. So um, yeah. The name was, of the book is and where do they get it? So it's Australia's toughest sports people. It's yep. twelve athletes who epitomise the grit, determination, and courage of Australian sport. Available at wherever you buy books, Dimmicks, Collins, Big W, Target, Kmart, all the bookshops. 7 8 away from 11. Thanks for dropping by. No worries, Goss. Nick Collins talking all things rugby. The Wallabies hang in there. They'll bounce back. <laughs> this is Sporting Goss.